This message is brought to you by Supernatural Life Ministry. Receive with excitement and grasp with passion the engrafted Word of God as it comes your way through God's servant, Ike Aziji, of the Supernatural Life Ministry. A man called by God with an embodiment of great grace and a mandate to reawake the greatness in you and to deliver mankind from every deception of the enemy. Now get ready for an unusual encounter with the Word of God that will take your life to the next level. Vision for greater increase. I'm going to go straight to the message. I don't know what I'm going to finish this this morning, but I'm going to try. Hallelujah. Vision for greater increase. And uh, what is, I'm going to start with what is vision. And I'm going to define vision from Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 11. And the Bible says that he has also planted eternity, a sense of divine purpose in human heart. So there's a sense of purpose God has planted in the heart of every one of us. And that is vision. I can say vision is the discovery of the reason why you exist. Glory to God. Vision is a manifestation of the divine purposes of God in your life. It comes in forms of pictures in your heart. Vision is a revelation of the divine assignment and the problem you are designed or you are created to solve. God has designed us to solve a problem. Amen? And vision is the invincible God-given photograph or pictures of your future inside you. Amen? And vision is a single sight coming into view of who you were born to become. Hallelujah. Vision is the inner picture you have of the future you desire. Hallelujah. So vision has been given to every believer. That's a reason why God made each and every one of us. Hallelujah. That's a reason. You see, any, any, any manufacturer has a reason of making a product. He doesn't do guesswork. He knows this product I'm manufacturing is designed to do so, so, and so. Hallelujah. So God has a vision he has given in our heart. So force, um, forces, you see, what, what, what other people cannot see, the forces of vision in your spirit can make you see and believe what any other person cannot see. Vision is the ability to break barriers when people are thinking some things are impossible, but to you, you are seen beyond the natural eyes. Can you shout hallelujah? So, so it's believing that you have what it takes to solve a problem. That is vision. Vision is a capacity to see farther than your eyes can look. Can you shout amen? So God has given us vision. And I'm going to do a teaching this morning, you know. And what my question is, I'm going to do it like a question. I know you might be asked, the question comes to your heart, I'll bring it on the screen. Amen. Is vision revealed, discovered, or decided? Now, we talk about vision. We say vision is your reason of existence. 
is the purpose where God created you. Is who you were designed to become. My question is, how do I get a vision? Is this something I decide or something I discover? Amen? Okay. Now, Deuteronomy chapter 29 and verse 29. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but the things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do the we do may do all the works of the Lord. So divine vision is not a personal ambition. Divine vision is not a personal ambition or what you have decided to do. Divine vision is discovered. It is, it is revealed to you. It's what God has put in your heart to accomplish in life. So you don't create a vision. You discover your vision. Amen? So we don't look for or create our vision. Our vision is what creates us. And your vision, for the vision that God has for you, will always be revealed to you. You see, in every bird, there is a flight. A bird is not going to learn how to fly. In, in, in every seed is a tree. And you see, for fish, every fish swims naturally. No, no fish is going to go for a swimming lesson because he's, it's, it is born with it. And so, it, so is, is us also. There's something God has put in our heart. God has a plan and purpose in our lives which we must discover and make sure we fulfill it. Can you shout aloud, amen? You see, for the story of Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 from verse 1 to 3, the Bible says, Now the Lord has said to Abraham, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. I will make you of great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will cause those who cause you. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Abraham discovered his vision at the age of 75. He was running around until 75. So, see, the, the vision God gave him was, you're going to be the father of many nations. That was the vision. Which he accomplished at the age of 100. You see, God has given us a vision. A vision is outside of what is comfortable. A vision is anything that you cannot do without God. If what you call a vision is something you can do by yourself, it's not a vision, it's a project. It's not a vision, it's a project. A vision is something that is beyond you. When God gives you a vision, it's beyond your widest imagination. In fact, the vision of God in your life will be the exact opposite of your present situation. It can be, it will be too much for you to grasp and to understand. But God is telling us that he has given each and every one of us a vision. Sometimes we run from our vision, we run. Because we feel it's too big, we can't do it. But 
why is a vision is a God-given vision. It's not going to be accomplished by you. It's the God that lives in you that will make it happen. That is how you should not run from it. Can you shout aloud, Amen? No matter how big it is, it can be done because it's not by your power, not by your mind, but by the Spirit of God. Can you shout aloud, Amen? Okay. The third one is vision. His vision is that that's what his vision vision and phases or his vision in phases. Yes. Is it God might not give you the whole vision one time? He might give you a little part of the vision. Vision comes in phases and is fulfilled in phases. You see, um, first Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 12 says, Now I know in fact. But then I will know fully as I'm fully known. So what he's saying is that the vision of God for your life is not one time. It expands. God will continue to expand the vision he has given unto you. So what you are doing right now might just be a part of what God has planned for you. You might not be there, you might not be very close at all. So don't relax and rest and say, okay, this is it. No. Because the fact of the just is like a shining light that shines and shines and shines even unto a perfect day. So the visions of God are in phases and the visions of God are fulfilled in phases. So the greatest enemy of progress is your last success. The greatest enemy of your next progress, of your progress, is your lack of success. When you have done, when you think that what you is what you have achieved can stop you from what you could do, when you are so impressed with what you have done, and you're satisfied, but that is not where God wants us to be, because vision is progressive. The visions of God is progressive. And God wants us to understand that. God wants us to use the materials of where we are as a preparatory tool to where we are going. So wherever you are, God is preparing you for something that is bigger than you. So you don't have to rest and relax and say, okay, I've, 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 I've gotten there. No. For the part of the just keep changing. Keep changing. You keep changing level as a child of God. It keep increasing. That is God's plan for His people. Can you shout aloud, Amen? So vision is progressive. Now, what is the importance of discovering your vision? What is the importance of discovering your vision? I'm looking at my time. Hallelujah. Okay. Vision is the key to our lives having meaning. Without vision, your life will not make any meaning. In fact, without vision, the life of others might not even make any meaning. Because some people are at the mercy of your vision. There are some people, they can't fulfill their vision until you step into your vision. Until you step into your vision, they can't fulfill their own. They are, they are fulfill, the fulfillment of their vision is dependent on you. That is why this is a very, very important topic in the kingdom of God. So it's not all about you. It's all about other people. 
It's a vision is not all about you. It's all about all about others. Can you shout aloud, Amen? Now, Psalm chapter thirty-nine, number six. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. In your light, we see light. It is in the vision that God has given you is what will make your life make sense. You will, when you begin to see what God has planned for you, you begin to shape your life to what God has designed you to become. Can you shout a lot of men? So, so we are born not just to be successful, we are born to make other people successful. That's the whole goal of vision. We are not just called to be blessed, we are called to be a blessing. So the vision of God for our lives is also for us to help other people. It's connected to other people. So it gives us meaning in life and it gives other people meaning in life. That is why it is very, very important for us to understand vision. Understand God's purpose and plan for our lives. And what we do, don't waste time to start stepping into it because someone is waiting for you. Because until you step into it, someone is stranded somewhere. Can you shout amen? amen? Can you shout hallelujah? Okay. What is the importance of, vision, of discovering vision? It guarantees, it guarantees the release of power to fulfill the purposes of that vision. You see, what makes vision legal is purpose. What makes power legal is vision. Sorry. What makes power legal is vision. If you dare give power to someone who has no assignment, he will make other people do front jump every morning for no reason because he has no vision. So vision is to fulfill a purpose. When, uh, sorry, power is to fulfill your vision. Once you discover your vision, God empowers you and makes sure that that vision comes to reality. Can you show the man? Okay, now Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. The Bible says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be. You see, the next part is the vision. And you sh the reason why they were giving power is because God wanted to be witnesses all over the world. So the purposes of their lives were, is what gave them power to accomplish it. So vision releases power in our lives. So once you catch your vision, you are empowered to fulfill it. It doesn't matter what the enemy do or what he's doing, God has put in you the capacity, the anointing, the power for that vision to come to pass. Can you shout the loud amen? So power is for vision and fulfilling of assignment. Once you have an assignment from God, God empowers you. Once you discover that assignment, God empowers you. Can you shout amen? So that is the major reason for giving you power is for you to fulfill vision. So vision protects power from self-destruction. So God, once you know your purpose on earth, don't be afraid. You can accomplish it. Because God has released the adequate power for you to get that purpose accomplished in your life. Can you shout amen? 
Hallelujah. Okay. I'm just breaking it down. Keys to discover vision. Now, what are the keys for you to discover the vision of God for your life? Number one is that you capturing and bringing every thought to the obedience of Christ. Okay, let me, I want to explain this now. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. Casting down arguments and every high thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So, how you can discover your vision is by bringing every thought. It is a song. You must bring every thought to the scrutiny of the word of God. You must compare every thought that goes in your life, in your mind, with the word of God. If they are in line with the word of God, you catch it and you capture it. But when they are not in line with the word of God, you cast it down. That's a casting down imagination, image formation. Any image that is coming in your heart, in your life, that is not in line with that word of God, you have to what? cast it down. But if it's in line with the word of God, you capture, as, as long as God is speaking that into your heart consistently, you capture it as a vision. Somebody shout amen. Shout it, shout it loud amen. You see, it's very easy to discover the, the calling and the visions of God for your life. You see, when someone has said, I have, I have this strong idea of how to rob, 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 rob a bank, you know, I have this strong idea of how to go rob a bank. What do you have to do? When that thought is coming in your mind, for instance, all you have to do is compare it with the, with the, with the word of God. That shall not steal. So that, that can't be from God. That's not a vision. So when all you are doing is not just to benefit yourself, but to benefit others, to advance the kingdom of God, to help others, that's a vision. So whatever that you do that is just only to benefit you, that is not a vision. That's an ambition. Vision is something that is designed to outlive your life. So a visionary is not supposed to die with his vision. He has to pass it to the next generation. A vision is all about the next generation. Can you shout aloud a man? You see, for, the king, for, you see, for politicians, all they care about is the next election. But for a visionary, what he cares for is the next generation. That's the difference. So God always wants us to understand the vision and to capture the vision he has for your life. So my question is that there's some time when you sit down, there's some ideas that will be coming in your heart. That's how God speaks to us. So those ideas, when they keep coming, you have to know that this is God speaking to you. So in my, most times, these things might be too much. It might not make any sense at all. But God wants you to capture it and obey it because you are not the one who is designed to fulfill that vision. God is going to fulfill that vision through you. Can you shout aloud, amen? Can you shout hallelujah? Okay. What are the requirements of vision? There are some things vision requires. You can't just stand to fulfill it. That's a requirement. In fact, every vision requires your participation. Every vision of God requires your participation. You have to participate. 
is that the fact is a vision from God does not mean that it's going to come to pass if you don't agree to that vision if you don't agree to that thought God is giving you you got to accept that vision you got to believe that vision you got to nurture that vision you got to protect that vision you got to embrace it and internalize that vision it got to be going on your thoughts every time can you shout aloud amen okay Matthew chapter 17 and verse 9 I talked about nurturing your vision you see when God gives you a vision God wanted to do something about it you see you don't have to share your vision for everyone for validation because they didn't give it to you who gave you the vision is God so you don't need validation from anybody is God is the engineer the manufacturer of the vision so you got to believe the vision you see you don't have to go everywhere sharing your vision Jesus was talking in Matthew chapter 17 and verse 9 he said now as they came down from the mountain Jesus commanded them saying tell the vision to what to no one until the son of man is risen from the dead you see the problem that Joseph had was he went early to share his vision with his family that was the problem you see if you read the bible very clearly you will know that there are times when your visions are not supposed to be shared you have to be led by the spirit of god to know what to share and what not to share you see when herod heard that jesus was about to be born he tried to kill every child under the age of two you see what the enemy want to do he want to kill the king when the king is a kid that is the plan of the enemy so he want to kill your vision when your vision is on the seed form that is why you must be careful of who you share your vision with can you show the man so so god wants us to know and to secure our vision you see every you see the vision god gave to joseph was that it's going to be a man in authority it's going to be a man in leadership position but at that point in his life everything happening in his life is opposite the exact opposite of his vision where he was born he has zero authority he was the 11th child of the family he has no authority so your vision will be the exact opposite of what God has planned for you. That's why you have to embrace your vision and believe it. Can someone shout aloud, Amen? Hallelujah. Now, vision and authenticity. Hallelujah. What I'm sharing is not a mass model book. You're not going to see this in mass model book. I'm telling you, <laughs> glory to God. This is just from God. This is not in that book. If you read it, you can see, you can see it. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good to read it. That book is powerful. It's good to read it. Hallelujah. So, vision and authenticity see all true vision must be tested for authenticity every vision every vision so all your enemies will come alive once you discover your vision they will come out all of them they will come out so why is that why will the enemy come you see you see they don't come to destroy the vision they come to test test it so that you can build, you can prove that god god gave it to you the reason why your vision will undergo a test is to for you to prove that you believe that vision 
Can you shout amen? So any vision that is terminated by challenges is not a vision from God. Vision is supposed to make you stronger. When challenges come, it's supposed to make you stronger. Can you shout amen? You see, when God was speaking to the children of Israelite, God never mentioned to them about giants. He keeps telling them the land is filled with milk and honey. The land is filled with milk and honey. He never mentioned to them there are giants in that land. Never, not once. Read the Bible. Filled with milk and honey. Why? Because God knows that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Your enemy is irrelevant. Once you can agree to work with God, there will be oppositions in the way, but you got to believe that who is with you is greater than the obstacle that you see. Can you shout amen? So it doesn't matter what comes your way, your, your, your challenges and your giants are, are not powerful enough to stop the vision of God for you from coming to pass. They can't. So God never mentioned to them once about the giants. Glory to God. In fact, Judges chapter 3 from verse 1 to 2. Here is the list of the nation that the Lord left in the land to test the new generation of Israel who had not experienced the war of Canaan for God wanted to give opportunity to the youth of Israel to exercise faith and obedience in conquering the enemies. Even the ones that never experienced a fight in Canaan God left some giant for them to deal with. That's the Bible. On purpose. God left, see, the challenges that we face in life is for God to, for, for our enemy to know the strength of God in our lives. The challenges that we face is not to bring us down. It's to strengthen us. That those challenges, they are God building us for a higher level of breakthroughs in our lives. For higher level of blessings. Can you shout a lot of men? So, God will always give you pictures of, way of what, what he's bringing you to. But not what he's bringing you through. He will give you a picture. I'm taking you here. Look at it. Look at the destination. But God will never tell you the processes. But so far he's with you. In that vision, you will conquer. Can you shout a louder man? Can you shout a louder man? So the purpose of an enemy, the purpose why God gave us an enemy is for you to know and develop your strength. That, that's a, that's a, there's a quote that says, challenges is the incubator of innovation. So when they come your life, God is trying to train you and show you way to do this better, way to overcome, way to be stronger. So tomorrow you say, God did this one, he will do the next one. It's just to build your strength. Can someone shout out loud amen? So God, God tested them. He said so that God wants to give them an opportunity to exercise their faith and obedience in conquering the enemies. Can you shout amen? So every vision will be tested. But I want to tell you, if that vision is from God, no force in the hell can stop it. 
if that vision is God's ordained vision it doesn't matter how many people what is ganking up against you or against your life if that vision is from God no devil can stop it and I decree for someone on the sound of my voice whatever vision God has given you will not be terminated that vision will come to pass that vision will experience increase it will move from one level of glory to another no force in here can stop your next level I decree a divine fulfillment divine wisdom divine revelation divine guidance into your vision into your next level into your breakthrough into everything that God has designed for you can you shout aloud amen glory to God now what must I do for my vision to increase what are the things I what, what are the things what are the things what what are the things I must do for my vision to succeed or to keep increasing number one you must have an uncommon faith somebody say uncommon faith um, shout it uncommon faith you must have an uncommon faith you see God's desire is for our vision to increase for us to get increased you see Jesus came on the earth and he came with a vision he calls the kingdom of God and when Jesus was going to heaven in fact the moment Jesus left to heaven that vision he called the kingdom of God he gave to his 12 disciples moved from 12 to 120 from 120 to 3,000 from 3,000 to 5,000 from 5,000 to to, to where we are now, multitude of people have subscribed to that vision. So it's God's plan for our vision to experience growth and increase. It's God's plan. Can you shout a loud amen? Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, this was the same that he sat down at the right hand throne of God. Can you show the man? So, God desire that we, is, we exercise our faith. Because if God has called you, God wants you to just apply your faith. So vision demands the strength to endure some things. But if God is for you, you see, the, the, see Jesus, you see, what was standing between Jesus and the kingdom of God was the cross. But he has to look beyond the cross to see the glory that is behind the cross. So God expects us to exercise our faith in believing the vision he has given unto us. Can you shout amen? Okay, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 9. The Bible says, By faith, Abraham obeyed what he was uh, obeyed, obeyed when he was called to go out to the place where which he would receive an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob and the heirs with him of the same promise can you shout aloud amen he stepped in faith without knowing where he was going god leave your father's house go to the place i'm going to show you god didn't mention anywhere just stop going so your vision will require an uncommon faith faith is what empowers your vision to be bigger than your circumstances 
Never allow your situation to narrow your vis the vision that God has given you. The challenges are not supposed to narrow your vision. The challenges are supposed to expand your vision. All you need to do is to apply your faith to what God has said. And your vision will come to pass. Can you shout a louder man? You have to And you shout a louder man. You have to see beyond the circumstances. You have to use your faith to see God is involved in this thing. I never started this thing by myself. God started it. Just put your faith on it and believe it, and it will come to pass. Can you shout a man? Okay. Second Corinthians 5 7. For we live by faith and not by sight. We don't look, we don't live by what we see. We live by what we believe. If you believe in that vision, you've got to have faith in that vision because God will bring that vision to pass. Can you shout the man? Okay, Isaiah 54, verse 2 to 3. Increase, increase is coming. Someone say, increase is coming. Increase is coming. Someone shout it. Increase is out of sleep increase. Increase is coming. you got to see beyond the, beyond the circumstances. Increase is coming. So enlarge your tent and add extension to your dwelling. I don't know who God is speaking to now. Hold nothing back. Hold nothing back. Extend your tent. Make the tent ropes longer and the vex stronger. And you will increase and spread out in every direction. I said you will increase and spread out in every direction. I decree over someone now. You will increase. You will enlarge. You will increase. You will spread out in every direction. In the name of Jesus. Enlarge your tent and add extension to your dwelling. Glory to God. Add extension to your dwelling. See beyond the circumstances. See beyond the circumference of the situation. For increase is coming. Shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Number two, you must have uncommon wisdom. Uncommon wisdom. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. The Bible says, the beginning of wisdom is this wisdom. <laughs> the beginning of wisdom is wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get what? understanding so knowledge is information understanding is comprehension and wisdom is knowledge understood and applied and God is releasing wisdom into your life this morning I said God is releasing wisdom into your life wisdom to know how to come out wisdom to know how to go to your next level wisdom for increase God is releasing wisdom into your life this morning in the name of Jesus hallelujah I'm running very fast number three what must I do to increase my vision you must be self-disciplined somebody says self-discipline Proverbs chapter 29 18 where there is no prophetic vision the people cast off restraint but blessed is he who keeps the law. What it, it means is that where there is, no, where there is no revelation of the word, where there is no vision, people lose discipline. But blessed is the one who keeps the law. Blessed is the one who is disciplined to fulfill his purpose. 
Can you shout amen? So the key to increase and success is finding is in life is finding a vision that imposes discipline on you. Any vision that imposes discipline on you is a vision that will guarantee increase in your life. So vision is what controls our choices. Vision shows you your destination and your destination de dictates your decisions. So it's, it's discipline that will help you to get to your vision. Can you shout amen? So God is saying that for you to achieve every vision of God, for your vision to experience increase, you must have self-discipline. You must have self-discipline in fulfilling that vision. Self-discipline self is just a just obeying like suffering yourself leaving some things out for the sake of your goals there's some things that you will take out just to make sure that that goal that God has given you is fulfilled can you shout the man glory to God number, number four total focus every vision requires your total focus every vision requires your total focus. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 22, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thy eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. So our heart cannot see when our eyes have too many distractions. Too many distractions. So your assignment in life requires vision. Once you're focused on your assignment, divine ideas will be flooding in into your life to know what to do to move to the next level. So strength is a function of focus. Sight is a function of focus. How much you can see is a, is a function of how much you can focus. So our vision must not allow any kind of distractions sometimes we face we allow distractions all over our lives and that is hindering the vision of god for coming to pass so your vision will not come to pass when you have a lot of distractions in your life so i decree no distraction in your life succeed after today in the name of jesus Glory to God. That's a story. I'm not going to go through that story. Matthew chapter 8, verse 22 to 24. I wanted to read it because of time. Matthew, you, you, can, you can show that on the screen. On the media, you can show that on the screen for people who are, who are watching online. Matthew chapter 8, verse 22 to 24. And you can show on the screen also. Uh, Matthew, Mark. Mark chapter 8, 22 to 24. Mark, sorry. And, Ma and for, just Mark chapter 8 from 22 to 26 because of time. He's talking about the man that Jesus met. He was blind. And people were shouting and shouting, make him see, make him see. Jesus did not do that. Jesus took that man out of the town. And there he said, he, he, he touched his feet and sand and said, can you see? The man said, no, I can't see. I'm just seeing men like trees. He touched it again and said, can you see? He said, no, I can see. So what is he talking about? And Jesus told him, never go back into that city again. Why? Bunch of distraction. Jesus told him, if I don't take you out of this place, I can't open your eyes. You can't see that too many distractions around here. I have to take you out of the city so you can, I, can, I can touch your eyes so your eyes can see. 
he took him out of the city so he can see. And he said, don't go back to those bunch of distractions. Because distraction will stop the focus. Distraction will hinder you from seeing father of what God has destined for you. Can you shout amen? Can you shout amen? Jesus was telling mother, he said, you are too busy about many things. One thing is needful. Don't try to be everybody. Don't try to be everything to everybody. Can you shout aloud amen? So you will begin to see increase when you discover the one thing you're supposed to master. The Bible says one thing is needful. You don't need too many things. Focus on that one thing and you will see increase come in your life in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. The last one before we pray time. Okay. Uncommon self-confidence. Every vision requires an uncommon self-confidence. You got to be confidence in the God that gave you the vision. Because the God that gave you the vision cannot fail. The God that gave you the vision cannot allow you to be put to shame. He must make sure that that vision comes to pass. So you have to have self-confidence in the vision that God has given you. Can you show the man? My last scripture this morning, Philippians 1 6. Being confident of this, of this, that he who began the good work, he who has given you the vision in you, is able to carry it into completion unto the day of Jesus Christ. So you have to be, your confidence has to be uncommon. Because he who has begun it, he that gave the vision, has the power to bring it to pass. It doesn't matter what the challenges may be. So it has to be uncommon self-confidence and say, my God gave it, it will come to pass. Can you shout aloud, amen? I'm running because of that. I'm going to pray. Now, I want to pray this prayer this morning. God, the strength, the self-confidence, the faith, the focus to achieve my vision, I receive it in the name of Jesus. Oh, just Whatever you're watching this morning, we're going to pray. I receive strength. I receive divine focus on common faith, on common self-confidence. I come against destruction. Division will come to pass. Nothing can stop it. Nothing can terminate it. I believe in the vision of God for my life. It will come to pass. In the name of Jesus, I stick with God. And I believe that this vision will increase. It will increase. It will enlarge. It will blossom. It will not fail. I decree for everyone at the sound of my voice who have not discovered your vision. The eyes of your understanding is enlightened this morning. From this moment, you know what it is and how to fulfill it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning. We give you the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Are you blessed this morning? Can you put your hands together for Jesus? Amen.